Mana 3 Media. For nearly 15 years, Branches has been the place to go to find help for mental, behavioral, and emotional needs. We also have become more and more aware of how closely those things are attached to our physical well-being. And that's why Branches is also a place to turn for wellness. Branches weight loss, wellness care, and med management are important components in the overall ministry and message that Branches has to the Good Neighbor community. We encourage you to turn to Branches to find healing and hope in the midst of a very difficult and hurting world. Let's face it, the world is just a messy place. There's probably not one of us that hasn't heard a lesson or some information at some point and said, hey, with all that's going on around me, what difference does that make? I'm Dr. Mike Courtney. I'm a counselor, a lifelong recoverer, a husband, a father, a business owner, a grandfather, and I love to ask this question, what difference does that make? Welcome to What Difference Does That Make? A podcast that's dedicated to helping people live healthier, happier, and perhaps holier lives in sometimes a very difficult and messed up world. It's good to be with you. I'm Mike Courtney, and thank you for taking the time to join us on this podcast. And speaking of join us, I'm joined, as I am uh, every time we do one of these episodes, by my good friend and producer, David Wilkinson. Hello, David. Hey, Mike. Honestly, without blowing smoke, I produce several podcasts. I love working with you on this. Well, thanks. And we have fun. We have a little repartee that goes back and forth. So I like to think so. Well, uh, speaking of repartee, I'm not even sure what that means, but speaking of that, this is a fun episode. Uh, One of the things that are, if we have regular listeners, you might notice that we're kind of in this pattern for the last couple of episodes and the next couple. We kind of got away from doing a teaching. We would always do a teaching and then an interview, but there were some interviews that were so good and they were a little longer so I, I kind of chose not to do the teaching for that. Uh, so we, we're going to go right into an interview from a young man, Cole Martinez. Uh, Cole is uh, uh, 18. He's a, he's a, I, I told him he's the second youngest person I've interviewed. I didn't know he was 18. Yeah. The youngest is my grandson, Jackson, who mm-hmm. was nine at the time. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but Cole is 18. But he is an intimidating figure. Let me tell you, he is just, to, to use a term that the my kids use, he is cut. He is fit and muscular and, and not an ounce of body fat on him. And so this old gray-headed flabby self sitting in the room with him felt pretty nervous the whole the whole time. I'm guessing Cole doesn't sit around eating bags of potato chips. You know, he, we have a different Netflix yeah, shows. We just all have the time. a different a different choice of lifestyle. Ch- yeah, everyone has their choice. <laughs> I will I will tell you one little insight into this conversation. He he was talking about Cole does CrossFit, right. and he is uh, very accomplished. He's he's has won national honors at that. Very very accomplished at CrossFit. And he was talking about the fact that CrossFit is really different from other disciplines in that it it takes just what could be normal activities and uses them to mm-hmm. to get fit to get strength. So he uh, 
used as an example the fact that he grinds his own coffee. Okay. And that is kind of a, a form of exercise. And I, and I just, I say, Cole, grinding coffee is not exercise for you. Let me just tell you, I can take one look at you and tell you, you don't break a sweat grinding coffee. <laughs> now, me, on the other hand, I grind a cup of coffee and I go back to bed because I'm worn out. But, yeah. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh, we We made a little play on words in all of this. It's called CrossFit, but I didn't, interview Cole because he is a physically fit specimen. I, I interviewed him because he has, as a young person, such a great, passionate heart for God. And so it's not CrossFit, one word. Uh, it is CrossFit, two words, uh, getting yourself in a position where you are strengthened by the cross and willing to take that message to other people. It was really a fun, fun interview. And I think people are going to enjoy it. With an 18 year old. Yeah. And I was, I was to be candid. I was surprised. I think they'll be able to hear that when he told me he was 18. I thought he was in his early twenties. Okay. When he told me he was 18, uh, he does not look like I looked when I was 18. I'll yeah. just tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I want to be clear. I don't look like I looked when I was 18 either. So right, that's right. a lot of things have changed. Well, before you have that conversation, can we have that segment that everyone's talking about? <laughs> By everyone, you mean me? You, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, sure. So we, this was your brainstorm that you right. started a few episodes ago. Ask Mike. Uh huh. Basically, just wanted to throw some questions your way, and so I'm going to reach into this. And you really kind of thought about this as you were driving over here one day. This is not true. <laughs> I spent a good 15 minutes over a cup of coffee at home <laughs> on my phone coming up with these questions. Folks, you are getting top-notch stuff right here. I'm just telling you. We often refer to what difference does that make as a digital parable? Hmm. And so my question for you today is, do you have a favorite parable? Oh, I do. That's interesting. And I, I want to give credit where credit is due. We do refer to it as a digital pair, and that was your term. I thought that was a wonderful term you came up with that. Well, I almost hate to say this because it's just such a cliche. It's just, you know, it's just the one you would go to, but it just is. I just have to, it just is the prodigal son. The prodigal son. That is the story. That's the parable that I love the most. And uh, Lloyd Ogilvy, uh, who was a great uh, pastor in uh, Hollywood, California, by the way, uh, Lloyd Ogilvy uh, wrote a book uh, that he called The Autobiography of God. And he said the parables were actually God telling his own story. But this story he named not the prodigal son, he named the prodigal father. Uh, because prodigal literally means lavish, uh, over the top, uh, just e effusive. And he said, this is a story of God's love being over the top, being lavish. Here's the phrase that I love from that parable of all the things in that story. The son goes off to a far off country. He's in terrible shape. He decides he's going to go back. He rehearses his speech. He goes, he goes back from the far off country, heads to his father. And, and the parable writers write this, while he was a long way off, the father went running to him. And David, I'm getting a little misty-eyed saying this to you right now, but, but that is the father, you know, while we're a long way off. One thing that means is he is standing every day by the fence with his elbows on the post, 
looking out in the horizon, waiting for the sun to come back. And the second thing it means is when you just crest that hill, you know, he has a, the father doesn't wait. Well, you just, you better show yourself to, to be deserving. You better, he drops everything, comes running. And that has been my story that while I was a long way off, the father came running for me. Thanks for sharing that, Mike. Yeah, thanks for the question. So let's talk real quick about where we can point people, our audience to, to learn more about you, more about branches. Talk about that real quick before we have your conversation uh, with Cole. Yeah, thanks for asking that. We have, as you and I have been doing this for a year or two now, uh, one of the things we've always talked about is having that landing page, that place where people can go and find a lot of this content. Uh, Branchesblog.com, all one word. And you can go to that website, branchesblog.com. You can find all of the blogs that I've written. Actually, there are probably 10 or 12 years of blogs. There's a lot of writing there. Uh, The podcasts are there, uh, interviews I've done, some sermons, some sermon notes, those kinds of things. So, you know, I'm always a little hesitant. I don't begin to imagine that I am so... uh, bright and and profound that people need to uh, read that stuff. But but sometimes there are fun insights. I think I think it's fun stuff. And so I would ask you to consider going to branchesblog.com. Wait around there. Look at some of that stuff. It's all free, by the way. Um, and then if, if you like what you see, I'd encourage you to sign up uh, on our mailing list, branchesblog.com. That way, when something new comes out, when a podcast is released, you automatically get a notification that this is coming out. And if you cannot remember branchesblog.com, <laughs> don't worry. Just click the link in the show notes and it'll take you right to it. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm very excited for you to meet Cole. A great young guy, fun interview. And uh, and hopefully by the time it's over, you'll have a desire to be CrossFit. Uh, so let's get started. Well, I'm doing something I have never done before. I am sitting uh, on a beautiful Tennessee spring day with the big bay door open of a incredible CrossFit gym. Uh, And in case you're wondering, I am not going to go lift a weight or sweat one bit. But I'm here with a, a great new young friend of mine. We've been friends for about a year, maybe. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I actually was in this room, I, don't know, I think maybe the first time we met, I was mm-hmm. in this room for a Bible study yep. that you all were doing, a neighborhood Bible study, thoroughly enjoyed it with your dad, Chris, and uh, and then you helped us at Branches, done some things, and and we, we've just, God has brought us together quite a bit, and uh, so I'm with my friend Cole Martinez, and we'll uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about Cole in a moment, but for now, Cole, thanks for meeting with me today. Well, Mike, thank you for having me. This is uh, really fun. I always enjoy a conversation. I'm glad we just kind of kind of get to record it and spread it out to the world, right? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> neat. Now, I need to make sure you understand the world for me means like 12 people. There's only about 12 people that listen to this, but that's a... Hey, Jesus only had 12 disciples, <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, I feel better already. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm looking over my shoulder for that Judas. Who is that one guy? Who is that one listener, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's great. Cole, um, a uh, great young man um, in your early 20s. Are you 21, 22? No, I'm actually 18. 18? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
You are the second youngest person I have ever interviewed for a, a, a podcast, but you, you're way, way off of first place. The youngest was my grandson, Jackson, who was only nine at the time. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, he's got me by a little oh, bit. Yeah, you're an old timer <laughs> compared to that. So, so 18. Yep, 18. Um, you are, uh, and we're going to talk about this, what it means, but you are a CrossFit enthusiast and more than that have trained and competed nationally with great success, great honors. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and that's what I want to talk about, but mm -hmm. that's not why I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you because you're a great young man of God with a powerful testimony that I have heard and are obviously using the gifts that God has given you for that. So, uh, so again, thanks for letting me do it. And I'm looking forward to having a conversation. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much. You know, I always enjoy, uh, any platform that I get to share my story. Cause really it's not about me or anything that I've done. It's just, I, I think that in anyone's story, uh, anyone's testimony, you get to see the glorious work of God in it. Yeah. Um, through your failures, through your weaknesses, you get to see how powerful and how good the Lord is. And so yeah. thank you for the opportunity to share this. Yeah. Good. Well, let's, let's start out with kind of the obvious, uh, CrossFit. It is, it, it is kind of a, a, a program in its own right. I mean, it's, it is not just a brand name or something like that, mm -hmm. but there is this genre sure. uh, called CrossFit. Well, tell me about that. What makes it different from other kinds of, of just of, of weightlifting or exercise programs or something like that? Yeah. So, so the, I guess the, the dictionary definition of CrossFit um, is constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity. And so just to kind of break that down a little bit, constantly varied obviously just means that you're doing something new and different every day. And so kind of the way that differentiates from regular sort of gym style stuff is that it's not like a, okay, Mondays we're doing backs and biceps and right. then Tuesdays we're doing legs and then Wednesdays core and just repeat that all over. Uh, it's something new every day. Yeah. Uh, there's some variance in the program. Um, so functional movements, the kind of the second definition and another way to distinguish it is that functional movements are typically more multi-joint. So it's not just like, you know, bicep curls are, are your elbow and mm -hmm. targeting your biceps. And so CrossFit will use those movements, but it's primarily focused on functional movements, which are multi-joint and they simulate real life. So for example, like a deadlift is multi-joint. You got your knees, you got your hips and you got your back and all okay. that kind of moving. Um, but it also simulates picking a kid up off the ground. Yeah. It simulates picking up a heavy bag of dog food. Right. Um, so it's kind of training you for real life. And then the last part, high intensity. Uh, the high intensity just means that uh, like with a high heart rate or with a high um, force behind it. So, you know, I can go jog for 10 minutes and that's good. Uh, but CrossFit and CrossFit will encourage that as well. But okay. but the, another defining mark of CrossFit is that most workouts are executed at a high intensity, meaning that as opposed to just jogging for 10 minutes, mm -hmm. maybe it's um, four by 400 meter runs at a like 90 percent pace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like more of a, a higher exertion level. Yeah. Um, OK. That's kind of a broad general description yeah, of CrossFit. Good. So actually, I've been doing CrossFit for a long time. I, 
I lift the remote control. I bend my elbows while I'm eating. I mean, there's just all kinds. Of, and mostly that's very high intensity for me. So, well, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's a really good way of training. Honestly, I do that sometimes <laughs> as well. Like I'll, uh, there was something I've got recently gotten into coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, started making like espresso and yeah. I have a hand grinder. And yeah. so I'll put the coffee beans in the hand grinder and then cr- I have to crank all 15 grams by hand. I'm like, that's a workout, man. <laughs> like I've got my grip in my left hand and I'm spinning it around with my right hand. I'm like, this is, you know, functional movements executed at high intensity. Well, and I appreciate you saying that, but let me just say, cause our, since our listeners can't see you are one of the most fit young men I've ever seen. We're <laughs> setting surrounded, we're sitting in this place surrounded by tons of weights. I can't imagine that grinding the coffee grinder is like your greatest workout. <laughs> and I wouldn't say it's the greatest workout, but uh, I mean, I appreciate your compliments, but I do want to let everyone know that I still get out of breath walking upstairs. So it's <laughs> just, just it's to all keep relative. Yeah, it's all relative. Yeah. yeah. So how did, how did you get into this in the first place? What, what attracted you about CrossFit? Yeah. So that's funny. It's, it's funny how you mentioned that you talked to your nine-year-old grandson because that's mm-hmm. the age that I started CrossFit at nine. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess at that point, it wasn't something that necessarily I was interested in. Uh-huh. It was uh, my mom, uh, who is very much so into fitness. Mm-hmm. She, you know, grew up, uh, she did all sorts of sports growing up and was a D1 uh, athlete. She played college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um after that, she started running marathons, ran the Boston Marathon. Wow. Um, so, yeah, mom was an athlete. Mm-hmm. Mom is an athlete. Uh, same thing with my dad. Dad yeah. played sports growing up. Dad was an athlete. Dad is an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of how I got into CrossFit was my mom was like, hey, I'm looking for something new. Like mm-hmm. I've been running for, you know, a while now. Right. kind of looking for something new. So she first discovered it because uh, it, they had this, this CrossFit gym that used to be in Murfreesboro, um, which is the one that we started at, had a homeschool like PE program. And uh, I, was, I was homeschooled growing up. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so my mom was like, oh, it'll be good for me. Yeah. Um, that was probably by the time I was like seven. Right. Um, but they had just started phasing that out. And so a couple years goes by. We still hadn't tried it. Finally, my mom was like, you know what? I'm going to go to my first like on-ramp class, which is, you know, like the foundations of CrossFit. Um, So I go with her, fully not expecting to work out. And I'll explain why. Because I was wearing, actually very similar to what I'm wearing right now. I was wearing like probably Converse or Vans. Uh I was wearing old Navy jeans and then like this, you know, cotton t-shirt. Right. Not dressed to work out. (laughs) And we get there nine-year-old me walks in with my mom and, you know, she's talking to the owner and goes, well, you know, where can he sit? Meaning like mm-hmm. me. And uh, the owner goes, well, you know, he could actually do it if he wants. And I, my mom looks at me and goes, well, he's not really dressed for it, but do you want to do it? And I look at her and I go, sure, why not? Yeah. So I did my first CrossFit workout at nine years old wearing jeans. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I did that. I would uh-huh. never do that now. But <laughs> Uh, but after that first workout, I kind of just fell in love with it. There was oh, something that drew me yeah. into it. And yeah, um, yeah that's kind of the beginning of it is that yeah. I just went with my mom, happened to by chance do the workout. Uh, and then I've since never worked out again in jeans. I at least <laughs> learned that lesson. But yeah, that's kind of yeah. how I started. Well, we have that in common. I've never worked out in jeans either. So that- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, so when did you, when did it become apparent to either you or your parents that 
you're you're pretty because I think someone has competed on your level. They obviously have worked hard, but they also have something that says they're pretty good at this. This is kind of a was it when was the time when when somebody said, boy, Cole, is, he he should really look at doing this seriously. Uh, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a little bit of. So when I started in CrossFit, um, it was back in 2011. CrossFit mm-hmm. was fairly new at this time. Yeah. Um, it does seem like it's real. I don't, I remember not ever hearing about it. And mm-hmm. then now you hear about it all the time. It does seem like it has really blossomed and grown. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and around that time was when it was just starting to mm-hmm. kind of blossom. So we got in it kind of early in its popularity. And uh, so I say that to say is that there really wasn't many young kids mm-hmm. doing it. Um so kind of very early on, there were people who were saying, you know, man, like if you keep this up, like you'll be, you could be competing at the CrossFit Games one day. Mm-hmm. And so at this point in time, there was not even a thought of like what's now called the age group yeah. competition, yeah. which is like teens. And then so it's, it starts at 14, goes to 17. And then um, then the Masters, which was like 35 to I think they now have a 65 plus. Yeah. Um, so there was not even a thought of that. So people were saying, you know, oh, you're starting now at nine years old. Like by the time you're like in your late teens, early twenties, you'll be competing at the CrossFit Games. Yeah. So kind you're of, thinking, yeah, but I got to do this for 10 years before I get a shot at that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I remember like the first year of eligibility was like, you had to be 14 to sign up for like the first stage, like the CrossFit Open is what it's called. And so I'm thinking, shoot, like I've got five years before I'm even thinking about competing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I guess to kind of firstly answer your question, there wasn't really like a defining apparent moment where I was like, oh man, yeah, you're right. Like I can actually be good at this. It was more so like people had kind of planted that seed of, man, if you keep doing this, like you can be competing at the yeah. games one day. Yeah. So I say that to say is that I, uh, you know, trained for a couple of years and then I started competing um, in a sport called Olympic weightlifting, which mm-hmm. is, uh, like the, the snatch and the clean and jerk is yeah. the two lifts. And, uh, so started competing in that, got the competing bug. Then I started doing local competitions and mm-hmm. I was yeah. probably 12 or 13 when I did these. Wow. So yeah, I was always like the smallest guy out there yeah. and yeah. V- very apparently the youngest guy out there. Um, so I started doing those local competitions and it kind of just grew from there. Like once I got a taste of that competition and people kept kind of encouraging like, dude, you can, you could be really good at this. Uh, I just fell in love with it and had a passion for it. And I just went all in, started training as That's much as I neat. could. Yeah. Yeah. So it was both the, I mean, here you're saying it, it's both the, the CrossFit, the actual what you're doing but it's also the fire of competing and and measuring yourself against others and that kind of thing that was that was enticing for you in all this. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, even at a, I started playing sports at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first time I really started doing sports, I was like, could barely walk, yeah. and I'm hitting, you know, plastic baseballs off of a tee in my grandparents' living yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just kind of seeing my parents both be highly competitive individuals, I think it was a little bit of that, uh, that, that competitive nature was in me. Yeah. Um, and I just loved the idea of giving it my all and 
training to be the best at something, yeah. training to be really good at something. Um, and I've kind of prided myself of being a, a hard worker in what I'm applying myself to. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And so whether that be school, whether that be competing. Um, so anyway, I say that is that, you know, in that competition, what really drove me was at the end of the day, could I look back and be proud of how much I had grown in maybe a particular exercise, a particular yeah. skill. So that that drive for improvement um, was really that competitive fire for me. And then, of That's course, good. it feels good to always sit on top of the podium. Yeah, but yeah. that only happened a couple of times. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, your greatest your greatest competition was was you. Just do, am I doing better than I did last time? That's, That's 100% good. right. So, but you did take it. I know you say kind of modestly that only happened a couple of times, but you took it to a very high level. You you competed and competed really well uh, a lot. Can you say a little bit about that with the levels of competition and there's a national, I guess, is there even an age group now, national competition? That kind of? Yeah, no, I can absolutely talk about that. So um, I guess it's a little bit more complicated now because CrossFit's changed their competition mm -hmm. season so much. But whenever I was doing it, um, there are there's essentially there's the main CrossFit competition series, mm -hmm. which is the CrossFit Games Open. Mm -hmm. um, then for the age group divisions, it was the age group online qualifier, okay. which is the second stage. And then from the online qualifier was the CrossFit Games. Mm -hmm. And so the CrossFit Games is essentially like the Olympics of CrossFit. Yeah. Like it is the yeah. it is the best in the world, and whoever wins in their division can be named the fittest on earth yeah. in that age division for, for that day anyway huh? yeah. yeah exactly for that yeah. year for that season for that yeah. day um so that was the main season and in 2017 was my first year of eligibility i turned 14 and i made it as a there was two divisions 14 15 and then 16 17 so i made it in the as a 14 year old in the 14 to 15 division competed there uh, ended up placing 14th, I believe. Wow. Um, so, you know, got fired up, really wanted to come back stronger. 2018, made it back uh, again to the CrossFit Games. And yeah. now I'm 15 in the same 14, 15 year old division and placed fifth. Um, that's so I was, amazing. So this, in the, this is in the world. I mean, yes. this is, yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. So I was really, that was kind of like, at that point, I was like, man, this is the highest I've ever placed at like this international stage. Right. Because I say the international stage is because I've, I did some other ones that were really big competitions mm -hmm. and really well known, but they weren't like the official CrossFit yeah. season. Right. So they're more like, uh, they're like off tour events, yeah. you know, if you want to put right. it that way. And so like I had placed third a couple of times at this event called Wadapalooza in Miami. Um, and that was definitely a big, massive competition in its own right. But even they would say they're not the CrossFit Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, place fifth, I was super happy, super fired up. 2019, just there were lots of life circumstances that kind of got in the way, lots of major changes. Um, and training took a backside, uh, took a back burner and... Um, didn't make the games that year was kind of upset but had it in my mind that so 2020 was going to be my last year of eligibility in the teen division mm -hmm. um and i go okay well this is the last year that i'm eligible i was like 
I'm going up starting college after this. Like there's going to be a lot of like more life changes. Like just give it all you have for this year. Right. And then you can take a step back if you right. want to. So I pushed all my chips in for 2020 and trained super hard, made it back to the games. So the way that it worked out was kind of crazy because the age group online qualifier for 2020 was the exact week that everything shut down. Wow. For COVID. Yeah. So, so everyone competing in the age group online qualifier, not only was battling high stress of the competition, but they were also battling, okay, how do I compete right yeah. now? We what, don't know if it, yeah. Yeah. Like what gyms am I going to? Cause there are some people whose gyms shut down. Yeah. Um, and what's the world doing right now? Uh, I remember in between events, listening to the presidential administration talk about how they were shutting the country down. Yeah. Uh on the news in between events and I was like, you're, what yeah. the heck is going yeah. on? Mm. So anyway, finished that competition up. And, uh, after everything sifted through and shifted out, I finished fourth. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The highest I'd ever qualified. Right. I was like, man, like this is my year yeah, to like get right. on the podium and things like that. <clears throat> well, find out a month later that competition was canceled. It's just, uh, uh, yeah. And so I say that like, I was fourth fittest in the world in 2020, uh, even though I couldn't really prove that at the games. Yeah. I mean, that was the highest stage of competition for that year. Yeah. So yeah. I, logically saying that that was fourth fittest in the world I that think year. That's, but. That's, but I think you're safely ahead of a huge part of the population. Let me just say <laughs> that. So I don't know exactly where that is, but you're ahead of most. So that's great, Cole. So, so what now? I know we've talked a little bit that you're, you're going back to do another competition now, but you you see yourself as kind of moving in a different direction. Is that right? Or? Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. Yeah. yeah, I um. So I've kind of narrowed it down to two areas in my life, right? Or two areas of CrossFit competing. Uh -huh. So what I was doing before was competing at the highest step le mm -hmm. stage, the highest level. The goal was to be the best in the world. Right. Um. Now what I'm doing is more. I just want to be able to throw down locally. Mm -hmm. So if there's a local competition, yeah, um, I just want to be able to compete. You know, yeah. do I want to win? Of course, that's right. just kind of my my nature, my DNA. But <clears throat> I just want to have fun. I just want to compete. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm stepping more into now is less of that high stage, more right. of that local stage. Yeah. yeah. So I say that is that you know CrossFit is always going to be a part of my life, yeah. but kind of more what I'm doing now is with spending less time training. Uh, I've had more time to devote to what I really feel like is the calling of my life is to serve the Lord full-time in ministry. Wow. Um, yeah. And so here I am in my sophomore year of college um, and I am serving in lots of capacities at Christian yeah. Life Church, which is where I go to church at. But I serve, you know, in the, the next-gen ministries mostly. Um, I'm helping co-direct the internship for the summer for the, for the high schoolers. Um, I'm doing, uh, I'm helping to develop and lead some of the next gen small groups, mm, um, right. the small group leaders rather. Yeah. Um, I teach and co-lead a middle school class called zeal on Sunday mornings. Wow. Um, and so, you know, all of those ministry opportunities have come up from that stepping away and creating more margin in my life yeah. for that. And I think something else that I've, that I kind of neglected for the longest time, uh, while I was competing was just being 
more relational with people. Uh, I kind of... I'm sure it takes almost everything you have to compete at that level. You just don't oh, have much time to be relational. So No. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, the people that were around me were, and the closest people in my life were very gracious to me in that mm-hmm. time. Um, and they were highly supportive. But what I've really tried to be better about now is um, being more present with those people in my life, That's you know, with um, my girlfriend, with my family with, uh, you know, my closest friend, his name is, uh, Landon. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a great guy. Uh, and just trying to be more present with, um, not only those people, but just my friends, the people that I like hanging around and just whenever I am around people, not always constantly thinking about, okay, how do I train for this upcoming competition and things like that. So kind of what's where I'm at now is just diving in fully into school. Um, diving in fully into serving the Lord in ministry um, and just trying to be more relational with people. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I've been perfect in any of those areas or even good in any of those areas, but uh, that's definitely the goal that I'm doing now. That's neat. So, so let me ask you, Cole, um, you, let's say you never lift another weight again. Mm-hmm. You never, you never do another exercise again, which sounds wonderful to me, by the way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I'm, thought we already established I'm that not, you work out you know, with exactly. the remote and stuff. The remote, <laughs> the feeding the fork. That's right. Um, but you have this passion to serve the Lord, mm-hmm. which again, I, I said at the very beginning, I, I want to talk to you about CrossFit, but that's not why I want to talk to you. I want, and this is the why it's because of your, your call to ministry, your passion to serve the Lord. As a young man, your your zeal for God. So you never lift another weight. Mm-hmm. What has that has has that provided a a, a uh, foundation for you? Has that has that given you some some drive, some insight? Some do you serve God differently because you have worked so hard at this one area of your life? That's an excellent question. Um, I I would say absolutely I do. Um, I think that CrossFit taught me, of course, a lot of physical lessons, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I'll just grit through it and things like that. But I feel like those are more surface area, surface level. Um, But kind of those deeper area, deeper level lessons that I learned was honestly the biggest one that I could think of right now is just how little control I actually have on the end result of something. Wow. That's um, good. And I don't know if I honestly knew that while I was competing or mm-hmm. let me rephrase that. I knew that. I don't know if I internalized that while yeah. I was competing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just to set the example for you, whenever I was, this is not to toot my own horn. This is just to state what was going on. Mm-hmm. The last year, especially that I was competing in 2020, 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, I was training multiple times a day, mm-hmm. running probably three to four hours a day total wow. of training. Wow. Um, and I mean, man, it was my life. Yeah. Like it was so much. But I put all this time, all this effort, all this energy doing what I felt like God had me doing at that moment. Right. This is what I felt like his purpose for my life was at that moment. And then I qualified my highest position ever only to have the, the proving chance, the yeah. proving opportunity 
taken away by yeah. the coronavirus pandemic. COVID comes and yeah, changes everything. I mean, that in and of itself right there is such a going back and kind of re like just kind of processing that goes, man, you can devote your time, energy and effort into something that God is ordaining in your life. Right. It's not like you're being disobedient. He is ordaining this in your life. Yet the outcome can still look way differently than what you envision it to be. Wow, that's a great lesson. That's powerful. And I think it's taken me until now to fully realize that's what CrossFit has taught me. Yeah. But that's truthfully one of the biggest lessons I've learned. And that's so important in ministry. The disciples must have felt that a lot. This, this, this is not what we had in mind. You know, I mean, <laughs> True. I, I know, I mean, I, I understand the crucifixion, resurrection, and I know everything's going to be okay. But this is, this is not what I was thinking in these three and a half years that we've been following the Lord and being his disciples. So what a great lesson to learn and, and such an, a, a crucial part of our ministry. That's good. That's great, Cole. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate you saying that. And, and that's true. I mean, I think it's just an important lesson to learn and important lesson to realize that, um, you know, you can be doing exactly mm-hmm. what God has set in your life. Ex- following fully his will for your life and still have things look differently than you thought. Yeah. I think that good. that in and of itself just shows us the finiteness of us yeah. and the infiniteness yeah. of God, but really his sovereignty over all. Um, you know, we can be doing exactly what his purpose is for our life and he can say, yep, that's exactly right, but I want you to do this instead and I need you to realize that I'm the one in charge. That's good. That's good. That Someone said there are two irrefutable laws in nature. One, there is a God, mm-hmm. and the second is it ain't me. So. Amen. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, that's good, Cole. So thank you for doing this. Thanks for taking the time talking to me. Uh, let me ask this one final question. So, So what's next? Do you have a... Has, has, and I know it can change. Obviously, God is teaching you that things can change. But do you have a direction now? Do you see a call towards vocational ministry, uh, being a pastor, evangelist, youth pastor? What's what's on the horizon for you? Yeah. So a couple of things are on the horizon is uh, certainly a call to vocational ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I really have felt heavily on my heart is um, is just a massive heart for discipleship. Mm, good. Um, and I really have a big heart to see the local church be healthy yeah. and to see the local church accomplish its purpose and to see um, leaders in the local church be healthy disciples and to, to be healthy pastors and to be healthy leaders um, and, and to have local churches have healthy members and and it to be a, a discipleship center, discipleship yeah. training center, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to put it in a, in a funny way. But basically, I say all to say is that I feel very heavily called towards the local church as a global local church. Yeah. Um, and I, for that, I feel a very heavy call to discipleship. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. different areas in that, um, that starts here that starts by discipling people around me. And so just kind of diving deeper to what I'm doing right now with the next gen ministries and, and some cool things that we've got coming up with that and kind of outside of that. Um, but school, I'll be almost halfway done with college, um, by the start of this fall semester. Mm. Um, 
And after that, I'll be graduating in May of 2024. Yeah. Um, after that, I will be hopefully going to grad school to get my MBA. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just loving life right now. That's I uh, have yeah. some, have an awesome relationship with my girlfriend. Um, uh -huh. You know, we go to school together uh, at uh, Middle Tennessee State University. Uh, we go to church together um, and we both love the Lord. And it's been really cool to do ministry with her recently. And that's neat. So just seeing where the Lord takes that, seeing where the Lord takes me in ministry, seeing where the Lord takes me in school. Um, but I guess to it's a very church answer that I'm giving, but it's no, the truth. I think it's a, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking as you're talking, uh, this passion you have for ministry and the call that God has placed on your life. I'm sure you know this, but you're going right back to CrossFit. This is a multi-joint, highly functional, very intensive work that you're taking on. <laughs> and it may never involve lifting a weight, but, but leading men and women to a deeper walk with God is uh that's crossfit that's what you're doing dude that's passionate <laughs> that's that's man that that's good that's neat and i like how you said it's it's so i, I was doing crossfit before yeah now we're doing cross fit it's like it's you know <laughs> that's good. The, that's just good. the cheesy christian jokes right <laughs> selling t-shirts for that i'd like a part of the proceeds because I'll, <laughs> the, I'll the cross it. space fit yeah <laughs> that's good. i'll cut you in for a percentage that's good well thanks for doing this thanks for talking to me of course thank you for having me Cole Martinez is a powerful young man, and not because he's fit as a fiddle, and he really is, but because he has a passion for Christ. And I wanted you to meet him and hear him, not because of his expertise with CrossFit, but because of his expertise about the cross and, and sharing that with people to reach the world with the gospel. And, and sometimes I fall so short of that. Um, I preached a sermon a few months ago uh, and used this quote in it. I've used it several times. I admit it has changed me. It, it has fired me up, changed me. I found it in my own devotional reading early in the year. Um, I, I think I probably will post that sermon sometime on this podcast just because the, the message is so important, not because the sermon is great, but the message is so important. But I, I want to follow Cole's interview with this brief quote. Uh, it comes from Nikos Kotsantzakis. Uh, uh, he was the writer of The Last Temptation of Christ, which was not a bad book, but certainly got a bad rap because of the way Hollywood turned it into a movie. Uh, but this comes from a book called The Saviors of God, spiritual exercises, and uh, I have to read it in a rough, growly, gravelly voice. I hope it fires you like it did me. My prayer is not the whimpering of a beggar, nor a confession of love, nor is it the trivial reckoning of a small tradesman, give me and I shall give you. My prayer is the report of a soldier to his general. This is what I did today. This is how I fought to save the entire battle in my own sector. These are the obstacles I found. This is how I plan to fight tomorrow. My God and I are horsemen, 
galloping in the burning sun or under drizzling rain, pale, starving, but unsubdued, we ride and converse. Leader, I cry. He turns his face toward me and I shudder to confront his anguish. Our love for each other is rough and ready. We sit at the same table. We drink the same wine in this low tavern of life. Wow. Wow. When I read that, I thought, man, I am such a wimp. And I'm called to be a warrior, to be a soldier for Christ. And and that's my desire for whatever days I have left, to be a battler, to go to war to fight it in a different way, to fight it with love, to fight it from my knees, to fight it from my heart, but to fight. And and when I heard Cole, it just said to me again, you need to fight. You be willing to fight. Be willing to fight. Wow. What difference does that make? Well, there are exercises. There are disciplines for the body that can make us stronger and better and more competitive. There are also exercises and disciplines for the soul. And it is, if not equally important, so even more important that I exercise my soul and become a warrior, become a battler, become someone who is willing to go to the wall for the Jesus that I serve. It's my desire to do that. I hope it's your desire to do that. I hope that you will uh, become cross-fit, as Cole said, become cross-fit and battle for the king. By the way, that king that you battle for, he loves you with an everlasting love. So remember, love yourself today because God does. What Difference Does That Make with Dr. Mike Courtney is part of the Mana 3 Media Network. It is hosted by Dr. Mike Courtney and is produced and edited by me, David Wilkinson. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd love for you to subscribe to What Difference Does That Make wherever podcasts are downloaded. Be sure to check out our episode show notes. You can learn more about Branches Counseling Center on Facebook and Instagram, and you can check out more podcasts by Mana3 Media, including my own, Dad Matters, on Instagram, at Mana3Media. That's M-A-N-A, the number three, media. To find out more about Branches, I encourage you to go to branchescounselingcenter.com or call 615-904-7170.